believes to be of quality. But there is, unseen by most, an episodic horror-based TV show. A show that still holds up. A show called Tales from the Dark Side. This is Leon. Please leave your name and number and I'll get back to you. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Talks from the Dark Side. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm Chris Barr. And we're back. We're finally back. Here we are in video format talking about Tales from the Dark Side. Finally back. It's been been a while. It's been a long ass time. Uh, Yeah, some people, uh, some of our fans let us know it's been a long time. They've been letting us know uh, since 2021 last year. Where are the episodes, guys? When are they coming back? Nothing wrong with that. The death threats are a little much, but, you know, here we are. So it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. So this will take a little bit getting used to. Like I was getting I was getting used to being a disembodied voice. (laughs) So this is a little weird being like in video form. Uh, Yeah, this is like what? Our uh, fourth uh, rodeo something like that something it's like already that. getting blurry yeah I, fourth little, or fifth yeah li- yeah a little bit more comfortable now yeah uh you're, you're first though chris on uh what, what what is the episode joe uh that we are getting into here our first video episode of tales today we're talking about all a clone by the telephone directed by frank de palma and written by haskell barkin i think you mean brian de palma right <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh wait, no, wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I I love Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. He's he was this is great. Right. He's right back there. Oh, there he is. There he, well, you know. Winslow Leach himself. Yeah, he he the head in there idea. and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just cut that right off. And this has an original air date of January 20th, 1985. And uh yeah, as you can see, we I we oh. have the actual <laughs> Toshiba TCD30 Execusect answering machine that harry anderson uses on the episode we even got the same telephone here so um i was very excited to find that yeah this is a that's a good find it's and it was it was mint in box this came out of but (laughs) here it is yeah it just it was the coolest thing george romero's office i think he had it in there it was on you know it was in a storage locker for years you know r.i.p obviously but So Joe, Joe George- got it. We're going to get a call from Richard Rubenstein. He's like, yeah. where, hey, where the fuck's my uh, yeah. my Toshiba? Yeah, this is George Romero's. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's <laughs> his. So if you ever want to resell this, uh, yeah. it's it, it smells like him. Is that is that like uh, George Costanza on Seinfeld when he gets John Bo- John Voight's car and he's yeah. trying to tell him about it and it's some random guy with cooler. that name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that that's George S. Romero. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Frank. De Palma. Brian De Palma. <laughs> is that his brother? Yeah, he did carry. Yeah. The same guy. No, it's his uncle. His brother's roommate. Former. Yeah. <laughs> brother's roommate. Yeah, he's his own grandpa exactly. at that point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's done Monsters and uh, more Tales from the Dark Side episodes. Yeah. Um, and he wrote Wing Commander 3 and 4, <laughs> the video games. With Mark Hamill? The one with Mark Hamill. He wrote that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Feather in yeah. the cap. <laughs> and uh, Freddie Prince Jr., right? Yeah. Oh, no, that's the movie. 
yeah, whatever. Same shit. Yeah, Matthew uh, Lillard's in there. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we got Haskell Barkin uh, writing the screenplay here, and he's done uh, Monsters episodes, Tales from the Dark Side episodes, and a shit ton of cartoons. Yeah. A whole bunch of cartoons. Like, what is that? Yeah. The Smurfs I saw. Oh, yeah. Was it Darkwing Duck was I think one of them? A lot of the, like, every time we go to, like, review who's in what yeah. and see where everything lines up, it's always like, there's always a Monsters episode. Oh, yeah. The same production and everything, but it's like, it's either a couple of Tales from the Dark Side episodes and a Monsters or, like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Nothing. But there's always, yeah. yeah, there's always that or it's just that one. Yeah. That yeah. one. But at one. least this guy did some cartoon work and then before, you know, fizzling into uh, Oblivion. He's living on in our show. Yeah. Who else is talking about Haskell Barkin? Hope he's watching this. <laughs> Rats <laughs> off to you. Leave a comment if you actually are. You're Haskell Barkin. <laughs> You're Haskell Barkin up the wrong tree. Oh, my God. Um. So, yeah, this episode stars Harry Anderson or I think, right? Richard, Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> Richard. Yeah. MacGyver. <laughs> that was the joke. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, you guys want to set that up for people that maybe missed uh, what, what we're talking about. Well, first of all, if you haven't been caught up on what Talks from the Dark Side is, um, it's a podcast where we talk about every episode chronologically of Tales from the Dark Side, the 80s uh, anthology television show created by George Romero and uh, Robert Rubenstein. Richard. Richard. <laughs> Keep it <up>. Fuck it. <laughs> I can't, Robert, why did I say Robert, Robert Rodriguez? I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> oh, Christ. I hope it's not Robert Rodriguez. Oh, my God. Richard Rubenstein. Yeah, I didn't know what his name is. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The, Bruce the, Davidson. The, uh, <laughs> oh, God. But the Bruce. Okay, so the Harry Anderson joke originated in the word processor of the gods episode because um, it's Bruce Davison starring in that episode. And Chris thought it was I Harry Anderson. I 100% thought it was Harry Anderson. Yeah, it's some Mandela effect going on. Until we did the on. episode. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was that guy that's in this episode. <laughs> Imagine so. like sleepy ass Bruce Davison playing Richie Tozer and it like, oh yeah, honk honk, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Titanic two, beep beep, Richie. I mean, I honestly, he's a great actor. He probably would have done a fine job. But no, just, that's a funny visual. And and the thing, I think it's funny as hell that you thought that it was Bruce Davison in this episode, like the oh, vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Um, but Harry Anderson, I think he's a great actor. Yeah, and, he's fine. And uh, I think I have like face blindness for like generic like white dudes. <laughs> he, <laughs> he doesn't have that ma that mustache either. You know, if you've yeah. seen it, the miniseries that 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 yeah, I didn't notice it on my first viewing like months back when I watched this, and then like on a rewatch for this recording, I was like, wait, why does this guy look so fucking familiar? And I look up, I was like, oh, this yeah. is what they were talking about months ago, <laughs> yeah. and he just didn't click. He's got that. He's got that. That hallmark. We were talking about it before we jumped on, and he's always got that same face with his gla with those glasses, like yeah, yeah. Anderson. That sitcom dad face. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's exactly that's what he was made you're, for. You're half expecting this move to come out of yeah. him when he shaves that his that pole on a hook. Right yeah, there, that, yeah. That, big, that big pole. Take he, him off stage. He yeah. gets no respect. Yeah. yeah. I just a fucking girl with a tent. He when he shaves his face. And has the glasses on with the longer hair. Yeah. He totally looks like Bruce Davison, yeah. like straight up. Yeah, it's the same person. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, I, I really like I really like him in the Tales from the Crypt episode, uh, Corman's Calamity. Yeah. Um, he was also like that's the only thing I remember from it, Tales from the Crypt, and uh, that's pretty much it. I know he's in Night Court. Yeah, Night but... Court. I know him from Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, from that one episode, and then um, that's yeah, he did a couple like looking through the IMDb, you know, stuff he's done. It's like. He had a show of his own for a while. I'm sure it was big. I'm sure people know him from that. But I, I vaguely remember that yeah. as a child. He was also he's also a magician turned <laughs> <Is> actor. <it> really? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I didn't know that. <laughs> is that why that was like a part of his character in it? Wasn't that like a thing? Am I remembering that correctly? He's a comedian. Yeah, but is he magic tricks? Maybe, maybe I'm mixing up him with Rich Randy Pitchford, no. uh, the horrible uh, owner of Gearbox fucking software who made. Oh, yeah. Look that up. No, it's, I'm talking it's about. definitely not him. All right, well, fuck Randy Pitchford, by the way. Shout out to Randy Pitchford. <laughs> <laughs> Man, anyway, any fucking way. Um, so, if, if you haven't been listening to the podcast, and this is our first video format, uh, what we do is we read these old descriptions from from Fangoria. Oh, yeah. um, if you'd like to do the honors for this one, please, Chris. Yeah, let me. Uh, yeah, let me pull up the Fangoria. So here's the official Fangoria synopsis from their Tales from the Dark Side episode list. Leon, a struggling television scribe, buys an answering machine that takes on a will of its own. The machine manipulates Leon's life, broadcasting its own message insulting callers and even proposing marriage to leon's girlfriend ultimately the meddlesome piece of technology assumes complete control over its hapless owner do the words Uh, alternate universe mean anything to you (laughs) i mean on this show uh, it means a lot of things just this this (laughs) movie dumpster in general sure I don't know if this is one of my favorite episodes but it's a lot of fun um and i love the ideas that it plays with here I'll, we'll get in. I'll get into that in yeah. my final thought. But uh, but yeah. So so Harry, Harry Anderson is terrorized by a voice in his answering machine, which is his own voice, but is an alternate version of himself that's just a voice, just like the like asshole version. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, he's the buddy love version. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But he's a writer, and he's he hasn't had any work in a long time. Yeah. Oh, but his agent is Dick Miller. I yeah, couldn't believe the that. The Dick Miller. The, the Dick legend. Miller. In kind of a throwaway role, but hey, you got to pay the fucking bills, right? Uh, Dick, like Dick Miller is known for his bit parts. Yeah, well, like fair. Chopping Mall and, and Night of the Creeps and Terminator. and yeah. g- 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 Well, he's got a bigger part in Gremlins. There's, yeah. a, there's a documentary on him like, specifically showing like all the stuff oh, he's Oh, is there really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's definitely a character actor, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Like the, those weird characters. But he's characters. awesome. Oh, it's yeah. like, he's the best. But he, he takes his little role and just every every line he makes it his own. Yeah. yeah, he's he. I love him. I love him because he's like he's like, hey, oh Harry Anderson, what are you doing? He's like he's like, oh, I'm trying to get you a fucking job, but there's just no jobs out there. Sorry, pal. Oh, by the way, I love your answering machine message with the Bronx cheer. Yeah, Bronx cheer. And he's like Bronx cheer. He's like, I haven't worked in nine months. Meanwhile, he's got a pretty nice apartment, even though the you know the mattress is on the floor. Pretty nice for not working in nine months. Dude, this studio apartment in New York is like probably worth a fucking fortune now. Oh, yeah. And this slob is like living in it, like like down on his yeah, luck and hasn't shit. Hasn't worked in months, but he can just hang out in the studio <laughs> apartment. Yeah. Eating chicken and smoking yeah. it and shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna take out constantly. I mean, go to the grocery store. Yeah. Maybe you have no money. You must have maxed out every credit card right. getting Chinese food oh, and, and fried chicken. <laughs> he's making that fucking uh what is that? End of days cocktail? <laughs> yeah, the Arnold, the, the yeah, Arnold, Arnold cocktail. Yeah. Oh my god. Why yeah, does that show clip of that in here <laughs> holy cow pouring chinese food into a blender i think it was chinese food right there's chinese food and pizza and oh, pepto-bismol right. and yeah, shit or a beer yeah. yeah either that or like uh fucking brian bosworth in uh stone cold oh yeah making his yeah. komodo dragon oh, a right. fucking milkshake yeah. oh my god this guy wishes he had a fucking komodo dragon instead he's got an answering machine that that causes problems because yeah. he texts his messages yeah and it's from his girlfriend like I don't ever want to see you again. I can't believe you called and called my mother the bag lady. She heard the messages. He's like, what the? I, I, you I don't, didn't say that. You don't got to announce it to everybody. 
It's kind of great. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, he's all confused. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to see you ever again. And that's pretty much like sets up where this episode's going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, this is when he first gets this interaction with his own answer machine, and he and he's not really taking it seriously yet. Well, sort of. He goes to, he goes to see Dolores first, who's the, who's his girlfriend. Oh yeah, to, to to like fight about it, basically. Well, not fight about it. But he'd be like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. what? I didn't say anything about your mother. There's nothing on my it's, answer what machine. What are you talking about? Yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? And she's like, "Well, you called my mother a fucking bag, like, bag she, lady." She like, repeats yeah. it like verbatim about yeah. how she like shops. Yeah, and he leaves perplexed. You're right. You're right. Because yeah. then he does go back after that, and that's when the machine's like, "Wait, you don't like what I have to say, there, pal?" <laughs> More like, or less. I mean, that's not exactly. He doesn't, like, he doesn't sound like a '30s gangster, but you get what I'm saying. Well, he kind of sounds like this, and he's like, "Hey, Leon, now yeah, I'm sleazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm your fucking answering <laughs> machine. Do the words alternate universe mean anything to you, pal?" And apparently he like writes better than Leon. He's more suave than Leon. He uh he <laughs> he's a better joke writer. He's a better joke writer. He's a better writer. He's a he's a better pitch artist uh as we find out. Um and he he needs a big hit with the lady voices. <laughs> oh yeah, calling the uh what is it? The like the Cineplex? movie time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like flirting with the movie sh- uh, like showtime lady. <laughs> Remember when you had to call the fucking movie theater to get the showtimes for things? Oh yeah. That what was, was that like t- probably wasn't even that long ago. Uh, no, they're probably still doing that. Uh, I don't think I so. Don't I'll, I'll make another. Let's try it right note. now. I'll make another. Let's call a theater right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Harry Anderson, and kiss, he is. Kiss. Yeah, kiss, kiss. <laughs> or you get Kramer on the other one. I'll make another Seinfeld reference oh, yeah. for all the young people out there. <laughs> uh, when Kramer's doing it, he's like, "Hi, this is movie phone. Yeah. Punch in what you want to see," and then it's like, "Just tell me what you want to see." Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> And at that point, it was already an old thing, you know, oh, in the man. late nineties. It's got to. It's got to. It went out in the two thousands for sure. Yeah. And I think this was a matter of like when this was made, where it's like they're like just looking around for ideas, like oh, answering machines. It's like it's haunted. Uh, what if there's a ghost in it and talks to you, or you know? Yeah, kind of like Mookie and Pookie, where it's like yeah. oh, computers are still kind of new, at least ones you can get and have in your own yeah, home. Right. This was like this weird foreign thing that uh, nobody... this shit is top of the line, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's got two fucking. That probably was a thousand dollars. Oh, big when time. this came out, easily a thousand dollars. I don't know how the fuck Harry Anderson is affording this. Oh yeah, not work. Yeah, without working. Yeah, what, what's the secret? Is he selling yeah. his kidneys? Like I don't know. He never lifts his shirt up. We never see any right? stitches. Oh, dude, there's all scar. He's that's why he looks all like fucking skinny and shit yeah. and like pale. Selling he's like give, he's giving blood every year <laughs> yeah. or every day. Right. Just milk me dry, duck. I gotta <laughs> buy an answering machine. It'll save my career. <laughs> fucking Elliot Louder milk and Scrooge. Yeah. I love the concept. Of a doppelganger that exists only in like the audio wave, like radio waves. Yeah. Right. Um, and the and the fact of the matter is, it's just a voice, and like it really shows you how much it can fuck your life up by calling other people and leaving messages, or it, just in general with that. And it's like that's a lot of like a lot of the plot points through this episode where it's like his wife coming back in later and I'm jumping ahead. But a lot of it is just like, oh, you called me and left a message on my answering machine or like I called you and your message said this about me. Right. It's like all this miscommunication yeah. from that's sort of the, the whole episode. It, it's I, like I, answering I machine it. themed. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, he he uh, he after he has this 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 revelation, let's call it with the machine. Then his girlfriend comes like fucking batting at the door like, oh, oh, thank God you called. Thank God you smoothed it over and, and proposed to me. He's like, whoa, whoa, what? what? <laughs> then, then he should have done one of these. I was yeah. waiting for that. He's like, 
That wasn't me. That was my answering machine yeah. proposing to the voice on your answering machine. She's like, that's sick, Leon. Yeah. Well, she's the one that like said yes to a voicemail. Well, like, <laughs> you know. Well, she doesn't know any better, yeah. to be fair. It, there's a lot of problems in this relationship that we see just throughout this 22-minute episode, and it's like, I don't think you all should get married at all. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Uh, yeah, again, not to, not to just beat that fucking idea to death, but the guy <laughs> hasn't worked in nine months, and it's not looking too good, but no. yeah, oh yeah, sounds like the uh, the horse to hitch my carriage to. Yeah. Pu- publicly calling out her mother and shit. Oh yeah, the bag lady. <laughs> she shops too much. How many times do they say bag lady in this episode? I When I, a lot, take a shot every time yeah. you hear bag lady in this. <laughs> Um, I'm under the impression bag lady is like, you know, the, the, the homeless woman or like a frump or something. Yeah. 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 But not like some like shopaholic. Yeah. That's, that's sort not, of what's implied in this. It's like, not what I associate yeah. with that yeah, at all. Yeah. So, so it keeps, so the, the answer machine's fucking with his life and he's like, that's it. I'm unplugging you, you fuck. And he pulls it out of the wall and he's like, no, Leon, don't do it. And the voice is telling him like not to do it. And, uh, you know, he unplugs it from the wall. And he's like, you'll regret it. I got friends yeah. in yeah. high places. I do love, before we move on to that, because that is kind of the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah. He he sees like a light turn on at one point when he's there with his girlfriend and he gets like nervous and freaks out and like just grabs it off the shelf without looking at oh. what it is yeah. and destroys this thing. And he turns the light on and she goes, that was your VCR. He's like, yeah. oh, no. Your video recording machine. I was recording the late show. Like that had to be another like cool two grand. Uh, Also, it's nowhere near his answering machine. He just grabbed whatever thing was blinking a red light. It's across the room. Yeah. And then when we cut the camera, it's like fully lit up as his fucking uh, phone and the and the answering machine. And it's like, how did you mistake that? Nowhere near where it was. It's it's a good gag. Yeah. Yeah. It is actually this this little button here is replaced with like a red light. Mm. That like blinks when it talks like fucking Hal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, I'll have to make the mod. Yeah, that was the. That I, don't, was the I don't think we're getting version. any incoming calls <laughs> right, anytime soon. <laughs> but yeah. I'll uh, just say that now. It's going to ring. At the head of an alternate yeah. universe. Gave me the Bronx cheer. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just ruined your fucking life. So maybe that- it's producing a better podcast somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Come on. Could be. Yeah, it's, get, it's getting rich and famous somewhere else. Uh, on that wonderful note. So, yeah. So then the the, the, the friends start calling. Coming, you know, the, the, the reinforcements at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. The it, phone keeps ringing. It's so great because when we because when the voice talks to the the the, um, the Cineplex voice and she's like and she's like the movie times, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's all automated messages that are apparently their own persons like their own entities oh, yeah, which yeah. are like conscious it's fucking weird and bizarre and like i want to know more about the mechanics of that <laughs> where, where do they live what do they do yeah, this is my uh, favorite part of the episode you know what i mean yeah when so he's getting these calls and it's like it's like hello the weather report in michigan is 28 degrees and you're a bastard. Yeah. No, it doesn't say that. But it, but it's like they get angry at him. And it's like all these different calls from like, you know, uh, uh, a hospital. Yeah. Weather all, reports, car insurance. Yeah. Just spam. Just through spam. A phone call. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Fucking like we don't have enough of that in 2022. Yeah. Oh they were doing God. it back then. And it was like it's not even like weather reports for like his area. It's from, no. like the other side of the country. Yeah. And like, like he even has some guy, some like old Goomba fucking. Oh, that's the best up. part. Hey, is your name Leon? <laughs> guy pulls up in a convertible, hands him a phone. He's got a car yeah. phone. He's like, yeah, yeah well, this is crazy. A call for you. Yeah. 
Hey, are you Leon? It's for you. Hey, you work for the fucking CIA or something? Is that a code word? He just fucking runs away. The guy's like, get called. He's like, they say the weather's nice in California or something like that. He's like, ugh. Like, it's just so funny. Also, like, the mechanics there, too. Like, this guy picks up the phone and the voice is like, drive over to the fucking whatevers and look for this guy, Leon, and ask him. That guy right there. It's like something out of, like, Last Action Hero or something. Or or Lawnmower Man. I'm thinking of Job the entire time making that phone call. Oh, dude, it's totally bizarre. Battle Cry. (laughs) Go back to that Lawnmower episode if you know what I'm talking uh, about. That Ghost in the Shell was based, was a loose (laughs) adaptation of this episode. I'm wearing So so I downloaded a Ghost was the basic. Oh, my God. Well, going off the Ghost in the Shell, waiting for Harry Anderson to get those glasses the one guy has. So he so he's out on his ass, right? And it's been like six months again with no work. He's eating fucking cold chicken, yeah, smoking he's cigarettes. A beard now, right? I think. <laughs> yeah, he's got a five o'clock yeah. shadow. He's got fucking pizza boxes and Chinese cartons all over the place. And he's afraid to pick up the phone because he thinks it's just going to be another automated call, like heckling him. Uh, yeah, I do love that though because it's kind of like, oh, do I pick up? Do I not pick up? Yeah. Oh, it might be di- you know, it might be Dick Miller. It might yeah. not. Yeah. Fuck it, I'll pick up. Doesn't hear anything. Hangs up. Oh wait, it might have been Dick Miller picks up. All right, I lost you there for a second, pal. Hey, you got you got a fucking interview with Quentin whatever's. Quentin Beck. Quentin Beck. <laughs> Mysterio oh, wait, no, wants to see you. Oh, whatever his God. name is, yeah. He does illusions. Yeah. You do the magic trick still, don't you there, hair boy? God, you... Uh, Harry the Hat, you got there? You say Quentin, and I just my brain immediately goes to Tarantino. Imagine him in this oh, interview. Oh, the foot guy. Oh, yeah, so uh, this miniseries you got, how many feet are in it? Uh, you know, are they going to put them right up to the camera so I can, uh, you know, jack off to it later? Um, uh, Quentin, <laughs> Quentin Carp is his name. Okay. And he looks like, you know what we, uh, Chris and I were talking to before? Um, he looks like the devil in another episode. Okay. He's got this red... A track shoot on this fucking giant mustache, no fucking shirt underneath with his hairy chest. He's a cartoon character. Yeah, he's got like a tan that you that's not real at all. It, it's like another stereotype of like an executive yeah. that starts making instead of like the cigar chomping guy. This is the guy that's like, I'm cool and relaxed, but I got a billion dollars. Who wants some? Oh, you he's know? got a fucking cigar too. He's chomping. Well, it. And he's like, all two right. different visuals in my head though, but yeah. He's like, all right, baby, sit down. He's like, Harry Anderson. He's like, wait. Tell me your famous idea. I loved it so much. You left that fucking call on my answering machine. And he's like, oh. Yeah, he's all confused. Has no idea what he's talking about. He's like, which idea would that be? He's like, well, I can't remember. You tell me. You tell me what it is. I'll tell you. You tell me what it was. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a rabbit season, duck season kind of situation. So he's like, he's like, "I, I don't know. I don't remember the fucking idea, but you better hurry up and remember it. He's like, which brilliant idea of mine was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love He's, how he backs out of the room like, well, uh, yeah, give me like an hour. Uh, you know, I got, I'll remember. Yeah, yeah. He's rifling through his uh, briefcase of like, just, I'm sure it's just like shit written on yeah. paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yellow notepads with nothing written on. Uh, yeah. So it clicks in his head because uh, Quentin's like, yeah, you know, you, you left that mach- uh, message on my answer machine. I can't remember what the idea was, but you sold me on it. And I was very excited. I couldn't sleep a wink all fucking night. I was so excited about this mini series. And he's like, all right, I'll be right back. So so he goes home and he like he pulls the fucking thing off the off the shelf and plugs it in. He's like, back in. And he's yeah. like, he's like, oh, come on. He's like, come on, come on, baby. Come on, come on. Tell me, tell me what that idea was. I'll give you the best batteries. I'll give you the best batteries yeah. money can buy. What does he say? He's like, I'll get you sharp. I'll get you companies AT&T that don't even. Sprint. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. He mentions Ma Bell at one time. Yeah. They can unplug Ma uh, yeah. Bell. 
I was just thinking, though, imagine if he really did destroy it, how fucked he'd be at the end of this episode. Uh, he still wouldn't be working. Yeah, so well, yeah. no change then, <laughs> I guess. still be eating dirty yeah. chicken. We need the character progression here. It's also the fact of, like, is his doppelganger, voice ganger, whatever you want to call it, exclusive to that Toshiba TCD30 TM? Right, or is it just in the phone and this is how it gets out? I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? Right, is it another version of him just at a payphone calling him constantly, or is it actually a fucking answering machine? Yeah. Or does he create his own fucking voice topa by recording his voice <laughs> to the answering machine, and then it becomes an entity like itself? Like an FBI agent that's always talking into their fucking, like, uh, vo- uh, like, like microphone or what have you? Well, like a- well, no, I just mean the fact that, like, you know how you, like, leave, you know, yeah, your, your yeah. outgoing message. But it be- creates itself like a voice tulpa in yeah. inside your machine, and now yeah. it's you, but your voice doppelganger. Yeah, I, I could see. I that. took it as like just a possessed answering machine. I mean, it could be or some like demonic thing. Or- but but that means everything's possessed. The phones. Yeah. I mean, this is tales from the dark side. They don't <laughs> always explain everything, yeah. and that's kind of the point. So you just kind of you have to roll with it a little. The, it, I just I wanted to pick it apart because I I, I love the concept yeah. of it, and I want to know like more about it. Same. No, I'm with you. Um, but I love the way that this wraps up because he he's like, "Come on, what do you want?" He's like, "I'll get you the batteries." Like you guys yeah. are saying, "I'll, I'll get, get you, the- I'll get you women, I'll get you money." <laughs> and he's like, "I don't have a dick, Leon." <laughs> he's like, "Well, what else could you want?" And he like figures it out mid sentence, like, "Fame." That's what you want. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Now you're speaking my money, Leon. Too bad you're a loser. But uh, here's the other thing. So it ends with Harry Anderson. Getting woken up by the answer machine, and he's like, oh, wake up, baby, it's time to write a fucking yeah. script. Now, where were we? <laughs> and, uh, you know, Harry Anderson gets up, lights a cigarette, he's all pale and shit. He's and all he starts- sad, pulls a cigarette out of, like, an <laughs> ashtray, like a little, you know, like... <laughs> a little brooch. <laughs> yeah. And starts, ta- he's smoking filter on that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. And he's typing away, and, the, and the, the, you know, the answer machine's dictating. However... Well, you could also see like a stack of papers, so he's been writing a lot. Oh, yeah. Be- yeah, the, the machine's like, yeah, we, we, we gotta get back at it. Wake up. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> So, if the voice wants to be famous, hmm. is it just Leon? Like because it, is it going to be like, oh, I want to be famous and I want to be heard, but it's living vicariously through Leon. So, do they have the same name? I mean, yeah, like, how are they going to credit it? Like, even what the movie script is exactly. Yeah, and uh, the the Academy Award for Best Writing for this miniseries for Quentin Carp is Toshiba TCD Leon's 30. answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking the same thing, and I, I guess it's just he just credits himself, and the machine knows that it did it. I was also just a thought just came to me as we're talking about this. It's like, and I don't think this is what it's trying to do, but another way you could kind of attack that sure. of what's actually happening is maybe it's like a split personality thing. Like, maybe he really is leaving these messages, but he doesn't realize it. But I don't think the show's trying to get that deep. It's just, hey, wouldn't this fuck up your life? Well, it fucks up this guy's life. There's also this weird kind of, like, slave to your art kind of message I'm getting from this, where um, you drive, like from writer's block or you're driving yourself crazy stressing yourself out and and you're getting at your wits end with your relationships or your job or your whatever and you're tr- so desperately trying to create and 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 make things and and thereby making a living from it and it's like it's it's almost it, it, he's literally battling with himself and his ego and yeah. and and his creativity yeah it, it yeah. almost feels like yeah so but that's pretty much it i mean what did you guys think of this one i i i liked it i thought it was a good one 
This isn't my favorite episode, but it's a good episode. Uh, it's it's solid. Uh, Harry Anderson is great. Um, I love the concept of a doppelganger living inside an answer machine or living in the radio waves or I don't know exactly what, but it's a fun idea. We play with this idea again later, that Adrian Barbeau episode. Oh, yeah. That's a great episode. Yep. Uh, you already sold me. You said the two words I wanted to hear. <laughs> Adrian Barbeau. That, yeah. You got me. Oh, uh, that's a Monsters episode. My bad. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get yeah, there. Eventually. But 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 that deals with doppelgangers as yeah. well. But uh it's also the this is also the first in a long line of uh phone horror. Is that a genre? I think I think Tales from the Dark Side has capitalized on the phone horror genre because there's a lot Yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of these. There's a there's a big handful of phone stuff. Um or phone related I, I mean, uh, even, episodes. Even slippage to a point you could make an argument. Um yeah, I mean, there's one, there's one coming up directly uh, yeah, well. that will that we're gonna get to in a couple episodes. But then there's another phone one that I really like, and I'm not gonna spoil that one. But there's a corporeal entity that's attached to that one. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of these where it's like the again with technology, it's like we'll make it a character yeah. or a theme, like the one episode coming up. It's yeah. like the phone is a character in the episode. It's the it's the driving force of yeah. the episode yeah. which yeah. is crazy i mean you, i guess you could say the same here yeah. but uh but yeah it's good it's a, it's uh it's definitely it's definitely a memorable one for sure yeah it's definitely uh it's a fun episode it's watchable it's entertaining dick miller making an appearance that's oh, fun because yeah. everybody knows dick miller mm-hmm. so he shows up it's like oh there he is <laughs> and he's just he just turns it on i love yeah. it yeah so it's a fun episode yeah that's kind of where i am with it i liked yeah. it it was it was inoffensive it's one i would definitely watch a second time like it's fun and harry anderson again if you've seen it, Richie Tozer from it, from the original miniseries, it's just like fun to see him in something else. Because like you said, I mean, I'm sure if I were to watch more shows made around that time, you'd probably see him in more stuff. And maybe we will as we continue this journey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't know. That was like an added element for me personally. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It was good. Not my favorite, but it wasn't bad in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it's definitely like a middle of the road episode. It's not bad. Not amazing. Great concept. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I really like the concept. Sure. Yeah. And there's a lot, There's this is one of those comedy ones too, yep. for sure, big time. Yep. Yeah, so that's the first uh, video episode of Talks from the Dark Side. And um, until next time, I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm Chris Barr. Kiss, kiss. Tales from the Dark Side is always there, waiting for us to watch it, waiting for us to hit play. Until next time, try to find it on DVD and watch along with us.